This is the Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Derek Miller, taking you behind the scenes of River Valley Christian Fellowship while encouraging you to live on mission through conversations with those growing deep and reaching wide. Hello, and welcome to our second episode of the Connect Podcast. Woo-hoo. Yeah, uh, we, we have found a better name. Uh, than, the, than our original name, River Valley Christian Fellowship Podcast. Yeah. Uh, we shortened it to Connect, Connect Podcast. And in the conference room with me is Jill Shipkowski. Hello. Uh, Jill is our community life director for 10 years and counting. Yep. Right now. A decade. A decade. So, mm-hmm. how, hey, uh, so how's, this, how's your family doing all quarantined up in the same house. Yes, um, it's going about as well as I'm sure every other family that is quarantined (laughs) in their house. We are all adults now, so we should be able to handle it a little bit better, but um, sisters will always be sisters, and um, I think we're doing remarkably well considering the circumstances. But how's Harry, the dog, how's Harry Harry... Um, I think Harry is half cat and he really misses his alone time and Eva has been very affectionate with Harry and so I think he's ready for us all to be gone again. And, and you've got a you've got a guinea pig. We do. Too. Yes. Yeah. Sally. So we have Harry and Sally. And that <laughs> that's really cute, right? That's really nice. They love yeah. each other though. They get along very well. Okay, I'm I'm concerned about Bill. Uh not Why for would you not say for, that? not for the reason you would think I would okay. be asking, but I'm concerned because his gym closed down. He, it and did. His gym closed and he cannot work out. So I have this like vision in my head of Bill uh, digging through the closet, finding the box with the Richard Simmons aerobic tapes, VHS <laughs> tapes, putting on his headband and his wristbands, yes. his tank top, and finding mm-hmm. like his gym shorts from high school mm-hmm. yeah. and wearing those. And, and, right. and, and honestly, he's got to do something. If we're not allowed to go get our hair cut pretty soon, he's going to probably start resembling Richard Simmons. <laughs> um, but for now, that's not too far off because he is up in our bathroom um, working out when he gets home from work. Is he so really? it sounds like the house is going to collapse, but that's where go. we're at. Way to go, Bill. I need to, we need to have a segment on here with conversations with Bill. Sometime. We do, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned about Bill. Uh, <laughs> I hope he's, hope he's okay. We're recording this podcast, the second episode of our podcast, March 24th. Uh, we found out today that we, we can't upload this until next week. So what we're recording this week will be actually aired a week from now. And uh, things are changing, but, but most of the things we're going to be talking about are not uh, changing at all. And uh, so, Jill, I brought you in here because we're, we're living in some very uh, shaky times. Mm-hmm. Our world is kind of uh, going crazy a bit, <laughs> right? Yep. And uh, so we've been quarantined. We've been, uh, businesses are shut down, restaurants are shuttered, and we're kind of all of us holding up in the house. But all of this to is also creating a, a tremendous opportunity for the church, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for people, because the church is not the building, even though we're not meeting in the building, the church is not the building, uh, we are scattered throughout our community, and it's given us a really pretty amazing opportunity yes. right now. Um, so really, our mission at River Valley Christian Fellowship is to grow deep and reach wide. 
to grow deep in love with God and then reach wide with his love uh, and his good news we call the gospel uh, to others. And it's fueled by this scripture from Matthew chapter 22 and 34, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a lawyer, asked him, meaning Jesus, a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and the first commandment and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. It's amazing. Everything hangs on those two commandments. Everything we fight about, everything that divides us, everything hangs on those two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So this COVID-19 crisis and chaos that is resulting from it is it's a test to the church. How, how well are we going to love our neighbor in the midst of all of this? Mm-hmm. And how we do that around here, of course, is we do it individually, but we also do it corporately together. Right. Um, and so we have some community partnerships within our community that we, we uh, engage with. Uh, tell us, would you, about who those folks are? Sure. We have four community partners. Um, Three of them are ministries within Kankakee County. So the first one we can talk about is Fortitude Community Outreach. They provide a ministry to um, the homeless in our community. And normally they would be hosting a shelter here every Thursday night for the homeless and other churches and organizations in the community do the same on different nights. But because of what's going on, they have had to stop the shelters. And so what they're doing now is gathering at the depot down in downtown Kankakee, and they're passing out meals um, every night except Tuesday and Friday, I believe. They don't have coverage, but every other night they are serving the homeless um, a hot meal there and trying to connect with them the best that they can. Yeah. It's an awesome ministry. Yes. It's an awesome ministry, and mm-hmm. uh, and they are going to find a way right. to meet the needs of the homeless. Yes. Nothing's going to stop them mm-hmm. to do that, mm-hmm. and nothing mm-hmm. should stop us in assisting and helping in any way right. that we can. And if you're looking for a couple ways that you can help, and again, we want to reiterate that this may change a week from now, but currently they are asking people um, to bring hot meals from local restaurants now down there to the depot so they have a sign-up sheet where you can commit to bringing 15 individually packaged ready-to-go meals and they will be passing those out to whoever shows up there so um, that's one way to serve the other is just through cash donations they are putting as many people up in hotels as they can um, but they need to do that with cash so that they're not liable for anything later and they need bus tokens which you can pick up at the bus um, depot in Bourbonnais as well. So if you have donations you can bring, you can drop those off at Bargains and Treasures only um, at 6 p.m. every night of the week except Tuesdays and Fridays again. 
Okay. What would be the best way for people to find out that information, to access it? Um, All of our community partners have Facebook pages, and that is the easiest, most up-to-date place that you can go to find out information. And on each of those pages, they have links to their websites as well. Okay. Okay. So uh, we have three more partners. Right. Who's next? Center of Hope is next. So Center of Hope um, is a food pantry in Kankakee. They are located kind of by the movie theater there, the Paramount, and they are still open. They have just changed their operating system a little bit. So instead of clients coming in and shopping for food, they are now given a box of food to last them through the week. And they are open on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. This week, they served 590 boxes of food, which represent 590 families. Fantastic. Yes. So they are doing a great work there, and they're trying their hardest to keep everything safe and clean. And so if you volunteer there, you'd be packing boxes and handing those out as well. So a very low-risk situation to help. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, Living Alternatives Yes. Pregnancy Resource Center. Kankakee right. is another partner of ours. Mm-hmm. So the Pregnancy Resource Center deals with crisis pregnancies and also supporting women who have chosen life um, by giving them supplies, diapers, wipes, classes. So they are trying to keep to a regular schedule. They will Um, see clients that are scheduled ahead of time. They can also do a pull-up service. So if those women need to come and pick up diapers or something, they will run them out curbside to them. Um, And then they still have their walk going on. So that's scheduled for April 4th, but it has changed because of everything. It's now a virtual walk. Um, You're allowed to walk whenever and wherever you can, um, and you can collect donations through the month of April. So they really have a nice long time. This is one of their biggest fundraisers of the year, so we don't want to let them down um, on walking. So you can find all the details about that on their Facebook page or website as well. And that's April 4th? Yes. And so you just walk wherever you can. You can. And we yeah. all need to get out of the house yeah. now, right? Which which doesn't make sense that the state actually closed the state parks. I know. That's... So uh, we're supposed to uh, go walk, but not at the state parks. Walk and stay <laughs> six feet away from everyone that you That's encounter. Right. That's right. <laughs> we're going to go for a walk this afternoon. Because it's going to be mid-50s, I think, Mm -hmm. and we're going to go find, I think all the community parks are still open. They are. Perry Farm is still open. Yeah, and uh, we like this place out here. uh, Is it called Willow Haven? Mm -hmm. Uh, We like that. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, we might go out there, walk, or Perry Farm. Yep. And uh, because we have to. Yes. Have to, because if we don't, someone's in danger. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so our, our fourth uh, community partner mm-hmm. is? Um, Bradley East Elementary School. What? A yes. church can actually have a partnership with a school? I know. What a blessing. We have had just a great partnership with them so far. And um, we just this week were able to provide lunches for families that were in need. This week is spring break, so any students that needed a lunch and weren't provided one because of spring break, um, we were able to provide those this week. So we were in the kitchen uh, bagging up ham and carrots and... Bread. I did. I bagged up a lot of bread. You bagged up... How many loaves of bread do you think you bagged? I don't know, but 
I don't know how you guys got out of GFS with that much bread. I know. Without being like we scorned. Yes. Scorned and mocked and ridiculed Everywhere for hoarding we went, bread. We said, this is for the children. <laughs> I said, you guys should have had a sign. Yes. For, for Bradley <laughs> Elementary School children. Buying yeah. 36 loaves of bread at this moment in time really that, does set you up for a lot of danger. Yes, yes. Very. <laughs> you took your lives in your hands. Yes. You walked it's a by, risky job here. Yes, we didn't you, know. you walk by faith through right. the bread aisle. <laughs> Yes. yes. Uh, and so that was a tremendous, we, we, this was served how many families? 125. 125 families and times five because we provided meals Monday right. through Friday. Yep. They each got a bagged lunch for every day of the week. So 625 yes. bagged lunches. Yep. It was awesome. It was it fun. It was, it was fun. So that was yesterday. We handed mm-hmm. those out. Right. With gloved hands. Yes, we were very careful. And we handed them through their car windows. They just pulled up. Mm-hmm. It was like a drive-thru. We it had our own drive-thru here at the church. Curbside service. Yeah, so they just pulled up, and we handed them through. And so uh, what a tremendous uh, uh, blessing for us to be able to partner in that way because yes. they wouldn't have had those lunches uh, provided them right. without someone standing in the gap. And since we had this partnership with Bradley East, it was fun to— to be able to step into that need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these weren't just Bradley East families. These were Bradley West families, Bradley yes, Central families Yes, it was all the well. Bradley Elementary schools. And fun side note, um, the idea for this came when I saw a post of Don Brewers who mentioned that school kids were covered for lunches and here are the different ways people can stand in the gap. And she runs Fortitude Community Outreach, one of our other partners. And so... It was through one of one of our partners, so we got to serve another one of our partners. Yeah, that's tremendous. Mm-hmm. And we had fun doing it. Because mm-hmm. if I recall correctly, you and Terry actually were out here in the because we had a snow. We did. And Yay. you guys were making some snow angels out in we the grass. We did make in the grass. snow angels. It didn't go well for you, though. Well, my <laughs> pants were wet for the rest of the day, and Terry's tailbone will never be the same, but... Uh, but you guys did make a snow snowman. We out made there. a snowman, and I, I walked in today. Of course, all the snow is gone except that snow. That it's pitiful, hanging on. That pathetic little snowman is still out there. He's leaning, leaning over, desperate. Yes. Yeah, but it was. this is what's important. He did have his gloves on too. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. You guys put those yeah those gloves on the sticks or whatever you did. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Well, it was uh, it was fun. It was wonderful to stand in the gap with yes. uh, with that need, uh, and we love our community partnerships and how we can engage them. And so, so if people during this time, because here's here's what's here's another thing that makes this very difficult, mm-hmm. is we can't gather up in groups to do something. Right. You know, so it's really individuals or families or small groups mm-hmm. or something that kind of come together to to meet those needs. Yes. Um, uh, one one of the other things we've been encouraging people, uh, so l- before I change gears, uh, community partnerships. So once again, if you want to find out what they're doing, mm-hmm. how to get involved, the best way to find that information is through their own Facebook pages. Right. And we're also sharing a lot of their posts on our Facebook page. So we'll keep doing that to give people the resources to help as well. The other way, so these are ways that we're loving our neighbor mm-hmm. as ourselves. And our neighbor is not defined by 
um, not defined by any kind of boundaries. Right. Right. So no, no national boundaries, no county boundaries, no uh, city boundaries. Mm -hmm. These are our neighbors. Everyone is a neighbor. Right. Uh, Jesus did not define uh, who a neighbor is uh, for that particular reason. Everybody's a neighbor. And so, so loving our neighbors, we can do it in all kinds of different ways. Another way that we're doing that is, is you know, especially during this time, we're thinking about our own seniors, yes, our senior elderly uh, seasoned uh, population, church population, and, mm-hmm. and those in our neighborhoods. And so we've got several people uh, from the church. Sam Goebel is our congregational care pastor, and he is, he's got a team, and they're calling not visiting necessarily, but calling them on the telephone and discerning what their needs are, praying for them, which is, which is we've gotten some great reports back uh, from that yeah. as well. Because there are people that don't have any family around, right. too. Uh, one of our neighbors we've been checking in on, uh, they don't have any family around. So uh, we've been grocery shopping for them, picking up prescriptions yeah. <laughs> and other things. So we just got to care for each other. So everybody lives around someone, and if that someone is an elderly neighbor, it would be a tremendous time for the, just to call them, right? Or stop by and say, "Hey, is there something you can? I'm going to, I'm going to Target." Yeah. Or I'm always ready to go to Target. Yeah. Uh, or if you're going to take your life in your hands and go to Walmart. No. <laughs> That's a podcast for a different day. Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast for a different day. Uh, so it, it's a tremendous opportunity for us to love them, care for them, provide for them what they need. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes you can make a little more when you're cooking dinner and right. and provide a meal for them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So lots of lots of different ways we can we can do. That. Yeah, and I and I also um, worry about their isolation. Um, I know for a lot of us, we still have families at home, so we at least have each other to keep each other company, but a lot of seniors are alone. And um, actually, just yesterday, we got a text message, and my mom said, guess who's in your front yard? And it was my parents, who we've been trying to stay away from because they're, um, you know, in an advanced age. And uh, (laughs) so they stood by the curb, and we stood in the doorway and just talked for a few minutes, and it was great just to see their faces. Mm -hmm. Um, And so who are our neighbors around us that we can do that for, just to make that human connection in a way that's not going to endanger anybody, but Mm -hmm. get some some love passed between you and some face-to-face. That's right. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to figure out a way to do that with a ministry we have here to the developmentally disabled uh, we call Manifest. They meet here every week, Mm -hmm. and now that this has happened, they can't. And so we're concerned about them. Uh, And, and, you know, they they love being here. They love gathering here. Uh, We love that they're here. And those that are ministering to them uh, every week are now calling them trying to mm-hmm. engage with them or FaceTime with them if they can find a way to do that. Um, and we, uh, so there's lots of ways to do that, and people need that. They're isolated in a way that right. they aren't usually isolated, and so. Yeah, I'm, I'm connected with Andre, and so he has my number, and pretty regularly during the week I get a call from Andre, and after I leave here, I'm heading over to drop off some movies for him to watch and some oh, Skittles, which are his preferred treat. And yes, just 
you kind of have to, him through the door maybe don't you have to kind of uh take his skittles you can't buy like those yeah. things in bulk no you have to ration them out <laughs> <laughs> i my daughter bought a huge bag so we're gonna divide those up a little bit and leave instructions not to give them to him all at once but who who of us isn't like that yeah we have two two guys uh, that have been here for quite some time now uh, that are from a group home in Kankakee, two different group homes, uh, Dwight and Andre. Mm-hmm. And we love those guys dearly, and we miss them. Uh, and they miss us, given yes. the fact that they call here frequently, and we're mm-hmm. able to co- contact and just have a chance to chat with them and encourage them yep. um, outside of their usual rhythms now. Right. Well, Jill, uh, thank you for joining me uh, today on the second episode of the podcast. And I thought maybe as we close, would you pray? Sure. Maybe pray for these partners, pray for people like Dwight and Andre and our manifest group, our seniors, and, mm-hmm. and some of those that are on the front line still providing essential needs for people in our community. Yeah, will do. Thank you. Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to just share uh, what's going on still in our community and the blessing that each of our partners are, the way that they're reaching out to the least of these in our community. And we just pray that we don't let fear overtake us. And even though part of being a good neighbor right now is staying at home and um, not spreading anything to other people. We also know that there are safe ways to serve our neighbor. And so I just ask boldly for volunteers to come forward to serve all of these community partners that we have, um, the homeless and people who need food and women who are scared of a lot of things right now, not to mention maybe a a crisis pregnancy they're encountering and babies who need food and formula and wipes and what a joy to be able to partner with these people. So we just ask for the resources to be able to help and the bravery to be able to help. And we thank you for each of the volunteers and the staff that are represented at each of these places. Lord, we pray for all of the students at Bradley East Elementary and the teachers who are missing them and the staff who are waiting for school to be back in. And um, we just pray protection over all of them. We thank you for the way that the teachers and staff at Bradley East love those kids so well. And uh, Lord, we just pray for each of our individual communities that we look for ways to reach out and serve our neighbors, to love them well, and to stay connected to them as best we can in this time. And above all else, we just pray to trust you, to know that you are at work even in the scariest of times. And uh, you are here, you are hearing us, and we can trust you. We love you so much, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jill, for joining me today. Thank you. And I hope that uh, you will join us uh, next week for the third episode of the Connect podcast as we talk to Ted Marvin, our associate pastor, on how to keep ourselves spiritually well during this crisis. So I hope you'll join us then. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell someone else about it. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.